Good morning, everybody. Happy Easter. He is risen. Hallelujah. Amazing. Excuse me, I just adjust this. I'm not that small. If you haven't met, my name's Rachel, and um, I'm part of the team here, and I'm always at the 11, and I'm so happy to see you. And yeah, on this amazing day, this Easter Sunday, I'm going to be preaching to you. And I may be speaking quite fast, because I promised to be 15 minutes, and so I'm going to try and fit everything in. And you can time me, for those of you that like timing things. So um, the, the whole series of sermons we've been preaching through the last few weeks, I've been talking and exploring who is Jesus. He is teacher. He is miracle worker. He is a prophet. He is an amazing friend. He, he is somebody that teaches fantastically, but he's not only just those things. And the, the reading that we're going to have in a minute reveals him to be something more, something else. They reveal him to be king, king of the world and king with his own kingdom. And so this morning, that's what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about Jesus as king. And we're going to be reading the resurrection account from the Gospel of Matthew. So it's going to come up on the screen. And how about there's four slides telling the story. I'm going to read one. And then I'm going to get you to read the second one with me. I'll read the third one. And then we can all read the fourth one together. Does that sound okay? Great. So um, if it can come on the screen. Thank you so much, Dan. So I'll go first. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. Let's read together. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Great reading. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you will see him. Now I have told you, so the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. Together, suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Great reading. Now, we're talking about Jesus as king. And in just under a month, we are going to have a new king. Or where he's going to become kind of officially the new king. When the coronation of King Charles III is going to take place in Westminster Abbey. Uh, that's the queen. <laughs> there he is. That's the king. Um, I'm not sure if that's the right crown for any royalists among us. But it looks like a good enough crown, doesn't it, to wear as a king? But yeah, that's, he's going to become our new king. Now, go back to the other slide. Thank you, Dan. My mum tells the story of when she was watching the coronation of Queen Elizabeth, and they didn't have a TV, so they, she watched it in the rain um, outside a shop, a TV shop, that was showing the coronation. And uh, there she is, Queen Elizabeth, and that's how she watched it. And apparently, there were 125 nations invited to her coronation, 
over 27 million people were able to watch it for the first time. It was like the first live kind of um, TV event. And there was a special dish that was served up at the palace. Anyone know what that was? Coronation chicken. Boom. Anyone having coronation chicken for lunch today? No, thought not. Um, <laughs> but... So we've had a queen, and we're going to get a new king. But do you know what? There is a bigger, better king in town, and his name is Jesus. And the story that we've just read from Matthew's account reveals that moment when Jesus rises from the dead, the tomb is empty, and the very fact that he has been killed, crucified, laid in the tomb, and has risen again defines him and, and welcomes him in, welcomes, defines him as king and welcomes his kingdom in to the world. This was not just an ordinary man who did miracles, who was a prophet, who had great teaching. His death and resurrection changed everything. It was the, the best, biggest, most powerful event that ever happened in the world. And there are five things I just want to whiz through now that declare that he is king and reveal that his kingdom is coming and what difference that makes to us. Number one, it's a kingdom where everybody is invited. We don't have to be on the guest list to be specially invited to become part of God's kingdom. All of you here, anyone watching online, anyone that stumbles across this sermon in years to come, have been invited to be part of this kingdom. But like any invitation, we have to decide whether we are going to reply to it and take up the offer that is extended to us. Secondly, this is a kingdom where we can be forgiven for our sins, where the bad stuff, where the stuff that gets in between us and God can be removed from us because of Jesus' sacrifice on the death, his death on the cross. You know, King Charles, when he is um, in Westminster Abbey, he will have royal robes put on him. They'll probably be purple. And he will wear these royal robes. But the reality is, in this kingdom that God invites us into, we get to wear the royal robes. Isn't that wild? That's what it says in the Bible, that we have royal robes put on us. We are princes and um, princesses. Yeah, that just sounds weird, doesn't it? We become part of that royal family not because of who we are and what we've done, but because we are welcomed into the kingdom. We are welcomed into the family of God. Thirdly, this is a kingdom where we can have a personal relationship with the God of the universe. Only a few people will ever know King Charles personally. Only a few people will really know who he is and what he's like, what annoys him, what he says when he stubs his toe, what he likes for breakfast. Only a few people will know that. But we have been invited into a personal relationship with the king of the world. And that is open to us. And it's an invitation that is extended to us. This is a kingdom that we can be a part of that means that we can have the Holy Spirit living within us. That we can have that power in our lives today. You know, the King Charles, he, he will have power because he's king. But it's only limited There's only so much he can do with his power. There's only so much that he can actually extend his power to. In lots of ways, his power is sort of limited. But we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us once we get to know Jesus. We have this power that is unlimited. 
that means that we can live in a way, way beyond what we would normally live like and what we'd normally be like. That is incredible. And finally, this is a kingdom which knows what it's like to have a king at its helm that suffers. To have a king at its helm that knows what it's like to die the worst possible death ever. A king that enters into our suffering, that enters into our pain. A king that gets down with us and gets dirty with us in our shame, in our exclusion. He knows what it's like to be us. He knows what it's like to be frail and human. He entered in. He died like we will one day. But he rose again, which means that we are invited into a kingdom where death does not have the final word over our lives. Where suffering does not have the final word over our lives. Where eternal life has the final word over our lives. Where relationship with Jesus has the final word over our lives. Like the prayers earlier on, where relationship with him will last forever. That is the banner that is written over our lives when we get to know Jesus. And these are some of the things that talk about why he is king. And illustrate to us why it's so much better. Not that I'm disparaging about the king. I'm just curtsying. But King Charles. But actually, King Jesus is so much better a king to follow. Being part of his kingdom is a kingdom that will never end with a king that will never die and a king that will rule and reign forever. Is he your king? Is he king of your life today? That's what he's calling us to do, to respond like, to be, allow him to be king of our own lives. You know, in that story, the two Marys meet Jesus. I love it that it's two women that meet Jesus first, the risen Jesus he decides to meet the women first before the, before the guys. Not that they're better, but that they're equal. And that he wants to elevate women. But that's another sermon altogether. But he meets the women. And when they meet him, they fall at his feet. They grab hold of him. And they worship. And that is the best position to be at when you're confronted with Jesus. To worship him. To recognize him for who he is and to let him be king. Now, one of the amazing things that I get to do as part of my role at Woody's is to be involved in the Alpha course. And there are people here this morning in this building who have come for the first time to church because they've been at Alpha. And we're so glad you're here and we hope you feel welcomed. But there's a guy that came to Alpha and uh, his name is Shaz. And he emailed Matt Dobson recently, a young adults pastor to let him know how he's doing. And uh, Shaz has met King Jesus. Shaz has met him. And you know what? It's changed his life. Because when you meet Jesus, it changes your life, like it changed Mary's life. When you meet the risen King Jesus, life is never the same again. This is what Shaz writes, and I've asked his permission to share this. My life before never had God in it. It was a life of crime, prison and addiction. I was so lost and broken and pushed everyone away. I was homeless and in a very dark place. I wanted a life, but I never knew how. By the grace of God, I found recovery and I found woodlands. 
And since starting the Alpha course and coming to church, I feel part of something so good, a loving community who accept me and love me. I loved Alpha and I love the Young Adult Weekend Away. God has really mended my broken heart and binded me back together. I'm so lucky to be alive. I should be six feet under. My relationship with God is so strong after the weekend away where I made the decision to hand my life over to the Lord. What I have been searching for all my life, I have found. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for this. God is now doing for me what I cannot do for myself. And he ends his email with this verse from, this, from a psalm, which has really impacted him. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He has set my feet on a rock and given me a firm place to stand. I love what he says when he says, Jesus has done for me what I cannot do for myself. And that's what King Jesus does. Through his death and his resurrection, he does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. He lifts us up from the slimy pit. He sets our feet on a rock, which is Jesus. He welcomes us into his family. He becomes our king, our leader, our Lord. And what's our response? To bow down and worship. To put him first. To proclaim him as king and Lord, like Shaz has. Like the women did. And like many of us have. And if you're here right now, and Jesus is not your Lord, he's not your king, then I'm going to pray right now. And I'm going to ask you, if you want to, to silently repeat the prayer after me. And uh, that can be your step towards Jesus today on Easter Sunday. And maybe you're here and you've been a Christian for many years, but you feel like Jesus is not your king. He's become something else. Then I'm going to pray for us as well so we can put Jesus as king in his rightful place on this day. So let's just close our eyes for a moment. And I'm going to pray. And if you want to repeat the prayer of a prayer to follow Jesus this morning, then, um, yeah, just do that. Let's take a moment of quiet. If the kids are noisy, that's really fine. Jesus, we thank you for this first Easter Sunday, which reminds us that you are King Jesus. You rose from the grave, you defeated death, and you reign in this world, and your kingdom has come, and your kingdom is coming. And right now, for those of us that have walked away a bit, or maybe we've really slipped from having you as king, of allowing you that position in our lives, we put you back front and center and say, we want you to be our king this morning. We're sorry that we have put ourselves on that throne and not you. We want to put you back first there today, this morning. And if you want to take a moment and begin a relationship with Jesus right now, say these words if you want to after me. Dear Jesus, I'm sorry for the things that I have done wrong in my life. Please forgive me. I now turn away from everything that I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. 
Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your Holy Spirit. Dear Jesus, please come into my life by your Holy Spirit and be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving me, for loving us all, for dying on the cross, for rising again, for sending your kingdom. We pray, Lord God, that your kingdom would break in to our world, to our city, and to our lives this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Now, I just want to reiterate what Dave said about the Alpha course. And our next Alpha starts on May the 3rd. And if you would like to come, if you're curious about faith, if you're curious about Jesus, then you are invited to come to that and find out more about what it means to follow Jesus, to explore who he is. And if you prayed that prayer this morning, if you took a step towards Jesus, then we would love to give you a discovery pack. There's going to be some out on the baptism um, here, so feel free to come get one. Come grab me, come speak to me. Uh, we would love to give you these for free. It's a gift from us to you this Easter. Because he is risen. He is risen Hallelujah. Hallelujah.